Why, hello. This is a testing. <laughs> of our new podcast. Get, Get this, this shit. shit. I love it. Okay, so uh, my name's Cassie. My name's Kaylee. Uh, we have been friends for 25 years at least. At least. We are now about 32 years old. Yeah. At the age where I think podcasting is just a thing that's a part of our society. So Yeah, man, it's a thing. We always thought we were funny. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you guys think we are too. Um, a lot of our inspiration comes from uh, just a few podcasts that we listened to. Last podcast on the left. Love Shout our out. boys. Love Hail our boys. The boys. Hail yourselves. Hail yourselves. We love uh, we love the content that they put out. Uh, the growth of the podcast is one of my favorite. I was a latecomer, and I listen from bottom to top. And now you know we're both current on each week. Yes, listen currently. But, uh, Religiously. Love that stuff. We also love our girls on My Favorite Murder. Uh, I feel like there are there other are, best friends. Yes, there are other best friends. We definitely take inspiration from them in finding the humor in murder and dealing honest, with the hard stuff, but with grace. Yes, for sure. But yeah. grace doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that that's like one of the things that... Uh, Karen and Georgia have really shown me like you, your transformation or your growth doesn't have to be perfect. It can yes. be messy. Yes. And we fully expect this to be messy. At yes. Least for a little while. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening, hang in there. We will definitely <laughs> figure this out as we go along. Yes. We promise. Uh, another one of our inspirations is the dollop. Yes. Dave, Anthony, and Gareth Reynolds. Like, uh, I know that people don't like this, but my spirit animal, Dave Anthony, uh, is uh, a raw human being. And I appreciate that because I feel like if more people had the attitude that he did and the conviction that we wouldn't be where we are right now. Well, we may be, but... And then you have, you know, good old Gary who rolls in and yes. he's freaking hilarious. Gareth is so funny. We actually got a chance to meet him and had a picture with him at the Comedy Addict in Bloomington uh, pre-COVID. What a wonderful world. It used to be. I know, but it's all right. Well, we also, uh, you know, give him a joint. You know how it goes. Uh, you just got to take care of. Uh, got to take care of the people that you care about. And yeah. we may not actually know you, but we care about you. Absolutely. We want to make sure that you have a little bit of fun in Indiana, which is, by the way, oh, where yeah. we're out of. I guess we so should say that. So we're located in Indiana. Yes. Uh, uh, so bear with us here. Yeah. Um, a suburb of Indianapolis. So uh, we live pretty close to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yes. I can actually hear them from my condo. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a little rough some mornings. I'm not going to lie. When they get started at like <laughs> yes. 9 a.m. on a Sunday, I'm like, can you all hold off just for a little bit so I can sleep in? Yes. Uh, we, uh, uh, we live a little bit further out than Kaylee does, but we live by the Lucas Oil Drag Race. Yeah, those are fun. Parthenon. And I, when my husband and I first moved to Brownsburg, I kept asking him, I was like, who is starting this chainsaw at <laughs> 9 in the morning? I was like, that's the most aggressive chainsaw I've ever heard. And it only goes for like 15 <laughs> seconds. Yes, I'm like, so- what are they doing? <laughs> 
I'm like, they obviously aren't cutting some down right. And he was like, those are drag race cars. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? You grew up here. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we may have grown up in Indiana, but the whole race life has never really been a thing. <laughs> never been a thing. Uh, or, Yeah. Our families are white trash in different ways. In very different ways, yes. Racing is not one of them. Actually, the the sports is not really a whole lot. Oh, the sports is not not very strong with our family. No, no. So we we decided to go ahead and give this a shot. We came up with a name, which took us a while, honestly. There are a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of wonderful podcasts that have already taken a wonderful name. Yes, very awesome names. I think it took us about a week to come up with Get This Shit. And that's actually how we speak to each other. When I have something crazy to talk about, I'm like, hey, get this this shit. shit. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we thought it's going to be freeform. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, but we, Kaylee and I like to learn new stuff. Yes. But like, we don't like to be taught new stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a really good way to say it. I mean. Unless it's taught by a podcast, I feel. Yes. Like, and that's what we aspire to do here is to teach you guys something maybe you've never even heard of. Yeah. And you can learn in a fun way. We really enjoy actually learning. I mean, Cassie over here was a teacher for years. Yeah. So, I mean, and I I wasn't. So, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, um, uh, I let maybe quick bio and then we'll jump right into it. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, uh, my name's Cassie, like I said. Um, I've been a hairstylist for 10 plus years. Um, I'm, uh, uh I will be turning 32 in January. That's fun. Um, uh, I, uh, did hair. And then I was a hair school educator and a cutting specialist. That's my passion. I love it. Right now, just doing hair uh, and this. Doing hair and this. Um, I am married. uh, In October will be five years. My husband's name is Samuel, and he is amazing. He also uh, married me when he married her. Truth. We kind of snuck that into the vows, and he was set. So... You got two wives out of a deal. I think it's pretty good. I love it. And, uh, like, he gets all the fun stuff with Kaylee, and then, uh, you know, I do I do the hard physical labor. Well, you do the sex. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't do the sex. I, I save that for my boyfriend. <laughs> I save that for my boyfriend. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I, we'll I feel like we'll just... <laughs> we'll strike that. Strike that. Strike that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, like, I love everything that we talked about earlier with our podcast interests, like, spookiness, horror, um, comedy, fun stuff, uh, we uh, really, uh, like to partake in natural hobbies, uh, they are our favorite, and we also, uh, just, we hang out, like good food, having fun. Yeah. I'll take over. Yeah, man. Kaylee, what about you? <laughs> All right. My name's Kaylee. I am 32 as of September, and I am actually working in logistics where I move stuff across the country. Since COVID hit, I've been working from home, 
And I definitely was interested in getting something else going so I'm not, you know, blowing my brains out at home <laughs> during all of this. Uh, I live with a wonderful boyfriend, and we've been together over two, two years in June, July. Yes. And uh, he does car sales. He always comes home with interesting stories. And so hopefully not to actually annoy him so much. Because I swear, when he comes home, I haven't been around people. He's been around oh, people. Yeah. And I'm immediately like, oh, my God, how's the outside world? Oh, yeah. So hopefully, you know, in doing this podcast, we'll give a little bit of a break to the poor man. Absolutely. Uh, Sam is a, in the construction union. And he, I ask him, I'm like, how was your day? And he's like, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're like, it's, and, it's the same. And I'm like, no, 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 tell me. How is the outside world yeah. is what I need to know. Tell me. Are there still people around? What did his face look like when he said good morning to you? Exactly. <laughs> Describe people. And it's like me. the minute he walks into, I'm like, oh my God, hi. Hello. How's, Hello. How's things? How's things? That's hilarious. Okay. Um, uh, do we want to get this shit? I think we want to get this shit. Let's get it. So uh, how do we decide who goes first? You want to play a rousing game of rock, paper, scissors for our, yes. our inaugural pig kiss? All right. All right. One, two, three, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. This is why we're the same person. Yeah. One, rock, two, paper, two, scissors, three. shoot. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. One, two, three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Just go first. <laughs> All right, well, mine's already pulled up. Okay, do it. First. All right, <clears throat> so get this shit. I actually got this topic from my boyfriend's cousin, Rachel. Um, she's just starting her senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So it's a very exciting time, very stressful time. What a doodle. I know, she's so cute. Um, so what all seniors starting to do is looking for college, submitting applications, figuring out which one you want to go to. So I don't know about you. I didn't do the sorority thing. Wasn't really Mm, my, uh, my forte, but she's beautiful. She's a cheerleader. She's very popular. So what do you do? You look at sororities. Yeah, man. So uh, my boyfriend actually went to Ball State, which is a college in Indiana. It's up in Muncie. <coughs> then, um, so that was kind of one of her main schools to look at was Ball State. You know, it's part of the family. Tanner had fun. You know, I'm sure they don't remember Keep a whole the lot of it. tradition alive. Exactly. So she's over at our apartment and she's t- she gets all excited. She's like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. You will never ask. And I was like, all right, I'm listening. I'm like, what can a you know 18-year-old really tell a 32-year-old? She tells me that Ball State does not have sororities because of a brothel law. Excusals? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> what? And so she's telling me this. I'm trying to keep a straight face. But she's telling me inside I'm screaming. I'm like, oh my God, I had a script written for our first episode, but this just took... Seat numero uno. I'm so excited. What the fuck's a brothel law? Exactly. And I was like, okay, I mean, I know this is Indiana, but it is 2020. Why is there a brothel law? All right. So let me, before I get started, let me go ahead and give you my sources. Wikipedia. You're so responsible. Yes. 
<clears throat> of course, the Wikipedia. Wix. An article on iStudentMedia.com by Laurel Kone. We'll go with that. Um, Ball State's official website and law.justia.com. I feel bad that I didn't get a like, .org slipped in there anywhere, but I couldn't find anything. All right, so I'm going to give you a little history on sorority houses since neither of us really know anything about them. I didn't go to college. I made about a year at IUPUI and, you know, I lived in my own apartments. Yeah, I can't Nobody's going to approach term. me and be like, hey, you want to go to sorority? No, I was not the girl that fit that profile. So since we don't really know a whole lot about them, I'm going to tell you a little history. All right, so we've seen movies and seen horror stories of rushing, but they originally... All I think of is Legally Blonde. Exactly. And that is, that's the picture that's in my brain. <laughs> yes. L. Blitz. <laughs> All right. Um, they're originally called Women's Fraternities because, you know, anything that's Because we can't have a yeah, name. We can't have our own name. You can't add Eds to the end of the men's <laughs> team and it be a girl. <laughs> Yes, you can. So they began to develop about 1851, about a hundred years after Damn. the first fraternity. Damn! It took a hundred years, which I mean, the, the fuck, fuck did they have fraternities okay. about in the 1700s? I mean, I would pay money to go to one of those this fraternity is the parties. Horse. I'm sure fraternity. there were like there haven't been duels, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like dueling frats? Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay. Like jousting or something? <laughs> yes. This is uh, Skyla. <laughs> Jesus. Sir Skyla, I challenge you to a duel, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, but, I mean, you know, it took forever for women to get education. So, I can I, imagine... About a hundred years later, I'm still sense. not educated. No, I mean we just admitted we weren't educated. We didn't go to college. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So the term sorority was used by a professor of Latin at Syracuse University, Doctor Frank Smalley. Which why is a dude making the term for sororities? But whatever. Um, it comes from. Oh no! The reason he made this up. Is because he felt the word fraternity was inappropriate for a group of ladies. I like mean, it's, it's pretty uh, close to fart, so. I guess. Maybe I don't that know, was... Fart-ternity. <laughs> so the word comes from Latin, soror, which means sister, cousin, daughter of a father's brother, which is a cousin. Okay. Or female friend. So the first organization to use the term sorority was Gamma Phi Beta, established in 1874. Uh, the National Panhellenic Conference, MPC, serves as an umbrella education for 26 international sororities. Founded in 1902, the MPC is one of the oldest and largest women's membership organizations Representing more than 4 million women at 655 college university campuses and about 4,500 local alumni chapters in Canada and the U.S. That's a lot of ladies. I didn't know that many people were like 
No. Like, um, it was I a have an old coworker, um, Crystal. She's, uh, um, she's probably been out of school for about 15 years or so. And she uh, would say quite often that she was going to meet up with her, her sorority sisters or she had a sorority meeting. Like, yeah, and I was like... Yeah, I, I was thought like, it was I just something. Yeah, I thought it was just something like during college. But yeah, they continue to do stuff. I mean, you're it's always a part. It is. It's kind of sweet. It makes you a part of a community. Yeah, man. So when Rachel's talking about it, I'm like, you would be so. That's sweet. You'd be so cute. Like I know you're gonna end up drinking or whatever, anyways. But at least this way, there are people watching out for her. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's just a whole bunch of big sisters. She's an only child like me. So I'm like, that will kind of give you like people to look after you. Yeah, man. Let's be honest. You're going to be young and dumb. We were all young and dumb. How we survive sometimes. Oh, Oh, fuck no. But (laughs) we made it. But, you know, maybe something like a sorority would be cool for her. Yeah. So, um,. The Greek organizations often live together in large houses that are generally privately owned by the fraternity or sorority itself, Mm -hmm. um, or they actually have parts on the university for dormitories, but are specifically for sorority and fraternities. Oh, okay. So, um, a single undergraduate fraternity chapter may compose of anywhere between 20 or more than 100 students. Oof. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of breasts. That's a lot of boys stink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But most usually have between 35 and 45 members and pledges. Uh Which I think, like, you can't live at the house for a little while. Like, I think you have to... That makes sense. Like, probably as a freshman. Yeah. I think you can go in there later on. Which, we'll have to ask her. Yeah, she, we'll need an update. Yeah, we'll need definitely need an update, which she got into, by the way. She got into Ball State. We found out. So proud. What a doodle. Um, so these streets um, where most of these houses are, it's usually called like Frat Row or Greek Row. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Party Central, basically, uh-huh. is what they're saying. So I'm not even going to try to give you a history of prostitution. We, this would be the longest first episode in the history <laughs> yes. of first episodes. I it's the one of the oldest professions, it as is. they say. Yes, yes, yeah, man. It is. So I'm just gonna give you like a couple little fun facts I found okay. while I was doing Sex my research. Work. Which legalize it. Legalize it. During World War One, the US government developed a public health organization <clears throat> called American Plan which authorized the military to arrest women within five miles of fraternity base if they had some sort of STD or STI. Girl, how we be knowing? <laughs> how you know how what's going know? on in their crotches? Exactly. Are you just what? walking down the street and you're like, that one, that one has <laughs> So they're like drug sniffing dogs. Only oh my eyes. god! For VD. For VD. <laughs> Which I don't know. They now say that they have dogs that can sniff out COVID, and I'm like, okay, if if they have dogs oh. that can do that, why do you need to swab my brain to test my brain? Things? Why you got the poker? Why? So <clears throat> they would arrest women within five miles of a military base. <laughs> if they were found infected, a woman could be sentenced to a hospital. Or farm colony. A farm colony. A farm colony. 
until they were cured. What? Yes. What? All right. All right. <laughs> All right. By the end of World War One. 15,520 prostitutes had been imprisoned, the majority never even being medically hospitalized. So they're put in because they have a VD, mm-hmm. but they're never actually treated for anything. Ah, cool. So they just sit there and they, fester. They just went to the farm. Right on. Right on. <laughs> so do you know anything about like the farms and like... No, I feel like that could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so the sex work, VD sex worker farms. Yes. Let me write it down. Yes. Which I'm just picturing just a farm with women wandering pastures. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if only it was that insane. Right, but I'm I'm sure it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so So, that's a top. There we go. Go ahead and write that down. In 1918, the Chamberlain Con Act gave the government the power to quarantine any women suspected of having a venereal disease. What? Suspected? So what? She has an itch and suddenly y'all are arresting no, her? No, girl. This is exactly how it goes. <laughs> hey, Mary, would you like to go, I don't know, what did they do back then? Walk down a lane? No, thank you, Stephen. I'm good. She has VD. She doesn't want to date me. Yes. Yes. She don't like me. Obviously, she has VD. Obviously, there's something wrong with her clam. Like, and you know they were all bush down there at the time. So, I mean, if they had to, like, scratch... I'm, they're they're sent. You're you're done for. Like if you have one little bitty. Itch. Oh my god. Okay. Lady. Oh, so no. just a sus just suspected. Medical examination was at least required. So we've come up in the world a little bit. We're at least now getting medical. Yeah, but like, okay, so just suspected. And you know it's like out in the middle of the street. I was just, yes. Like, what are the standards? What are the standards of the examination? Who can, can, just a doctor? But like, doctors were like barbers. So like, me looking at pussies determining. Yes, yes. Oh, ladies. Oh, poor Pussoise. We've had it rough, guys. So, if it revealed that they had VD, the discovery could constitute, could prove that they were prostitutes. So, if your husband went out, uh-huh. had sex with the prostitute, uh-huh. came back, had mm-hmm. sex with you, and all of a sudden you have a VD, you are now the prostitute. Girl, you may just have a, a mild yeast infection. Exactly. Like, that had to be know, common AF back you then. You know the dicks were not clean in oh, any way, nah. shape, or form. It was just asking, asking for yeast infection. Ah, fucking dick Okay, cheese. so, anyways, that prove, if they have VD, that proves they're a prostitute. The purpose okay. of this law was to for, prevent the spread of venereal diseases among U.S. soldiers. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Cut the fuck out this off. Yeah. Don't let them go yeah. out. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, I mean... That just made me roll my eyes. <laughs> In U.S. history, men could easily find disorderly houses or brothels by merely opening the local and statewide directories 
such as the 1895 Traveler's Guide of Colorado. I need to get my hands on this. It is a 66 page manual that helped the clients decide which brothel was right for him. These manuals did not attract by using, oh, this manuals, sorry, these manuals attracted them by using euphemistic language and through boldly standards of time, they were considered not crude. Some examples read, Mm -mm. 20 young ladies engaged nightly to entertain guests and strangers cordially welcome. We got hoes! In a, like, brochure for Colorado. So, you know, you remember back when we used to do road trips and our moms would make us stop at rest stops and they had those walls. Uh-huh. They had those walls of pamphlets for cities and states and uh, parks yes. and all that fun stuff. We had nothing better to do while our moms were in there. So we were just standing out looking at these. Imagine if one of those said, strangers cordially welcomed about a house. <laughs> about a house. A house. And all of a sudden it says strangers cordially. It might as well say, hey, come fuck over here. <laughs> This be a fuck spot. Yes. <laughs> so these were these were normal back then. Which I need to get my hands on one of these pamphlets. Mm-hmm, Somehow mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. to find one. So five to ten dollar houses were the higher class. Oh. Wealthy men. And the one dollar houses were the lower income houses. <laughs> okay. So back to sorority housing today. The article I looked at referenced a law. 2017 Indiana Code, Title 35, Criminal Law and Procedure, Article 45, Offenses Against Public Health, Order, and Decency, Chapter 4, Indecent Acts of Prostitution, Indecent Acts and Prostitution, and 35-45-4-4, Promoting Prostitution. First of all, I'm so glad I'm not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. They remember shit like this. No. That was the longest title to anything ever. (laughs) Ever. And it was like chapter and article and title and like, God bless our God bless. Because, no, my dumb ass would not be able to handle it (laughs) for that at all. (laughs) Unless it had to do with like prostitution, apparently. So, it's a long title. Mainly means having control over the use of a place knowingly and intentionally permits another person to use the place for prostitution, receives money, other property um, from a prostitute without lawful consideration, knowing it was earned in whole or in part from prostitution and knowingly or intentionally conducts and directs another person to to a place for the prostitution. So, so you can't run a bra, like, which is exactly what that even more simplifies to. Yeah, you don't. That is aggressive. Aggressive. So aggressive. Edit this. Edit this. (laughs) Sam, go get him to shut up. (laughs) Okay, so basically, it means don't have a bunch of people in a house that you're getting money for for sex. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what that means. But that was in 2000. That's in 2017. 
Which is way too recent. But I don't... Which, okay. Okay. Why does this apply? Exactly. And I was like, I'm reading through it, and I'm doing a whole bunch of research, and there's a few colleges that pop up that say, do not have sororities, but they have fraternities. It's because of this myth that this law prevents them from having sorority houses. It's a total lie. They use that, they what use, you just read, yes, as a as reason. reason. Mm-hmm. So, so are you gonna both? I both of you all have exactly sex so workers we, on your campus. Like, we is that are what you're gonna so, make a do to go to school there? We are so what? ingrained it, as women <clears throat> to believe that if somebody tells me that this college does not have for, uh, sororities. Because of a brothel law, it's so ingrained in us to believe it's true. It, I 100%, it's Indiana. Of course, they probably still have some that say no more than 12 women can live in a house because obviously (laughs) then it's a brothel. I 100% believe that that would be a possibility, but it's not, ladies. It's not. There is absolutely nothing stopping you. From opening your own sorority. From, you know, I mean, they still have the sororities on campus. They just don't have the houses. The reason most places don't have them is because there's enough money. They don't have the money because these are usually private residences. Mm-hmm. So you need to have somebody, either a parent who has enough money to buy a freaking house or like a bunch of alumni come together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ladies, do not sit there and believe that something won't let you do something like have a sorority house because of some bullshit law. And if the law is true, go out and fucking change it. Yeah. And if it's not true, spread the word. Do your research. Don't just believe everything that's handed to you. Wow. So, yeah. So, I can't wait to see Rachel again and tell her about my little finding. My little findings. That's fucking crazy. Right? I'm like, we are, it's just natural for us to believe that something bullshit like that would be directed towards women. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, if you are now in college, start doing your fucking research. Start raising money. Start doing whatever you have to do because boys have freaking fraternity houses. I'm sure um, you could contact... um the international chapter. Yes. And maybe get some advice on uh, bringing that to your school. Exactly. Getting a sponsorship or something like that. Exactly. So mm. I'm definitely going to pressure and like do something. Do something about it. Heck yeah. Absolutely do something about I'll it. Be a part of the by. first sorority on campus. How fucking cool would that be? Yeah, man. So we'll have to figure out which house she finally ends up at. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing all the rushing and stuff. How so. cute. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be kicking her butt and having her go make some fucking changes in the world. Yeah, make some noise. Yes. I love it. Okay, um, do you want to take a break real quick? Yes, because I have to pee. Perfect. I think we do. Groovy. Okay, so I kind of, so I feel kind of lame because like, Oh my god, yours was so well researched and like fun. Oh, thank you. I I can't wait to like use it as a party trick. Does that make sense? And yes. be like, well, hello, I have something interesting to bring to the table. I mm-hmm. have an interesting story. Yeah. Um. I. 
I don't... I went with the subject that I know a lot about. Wonderful. Um, uh, I... It's something that I know a lot about, but I know that other people don't know it hardly yes. anything about. Um, Kaylee will know a little bit about what I'm talking about because she's been my friend for, you know, eons. Yes. Uh, but I am uh, a recently retired uh, <laughs> hair educator. Yes. Um, I worked for a wonderful school, a wonderful brand, and... Um, I just got tired of the daily grind. Yeah. So I decided to fuck off. <laughs> I uh, gave my two weeks and I, you know, I, there, no bad blood leaving. Uh, I love, I love teaching. I got a taste of it uh, when I worked at a very large national chain of just haircut only. Is it considered a chain if it's haircut? Uh, yeah, they're okay. franchises. Franchises. Yeah. I guess when I think just of like chain, McDonald's. I think of, yeah. I guess no, they're the yeah. McDonald's of hairstyles. Yeah, they are the McDonald's of haircuts. Which yeah. is nothing wrong with that. No! It Absolutely was a wonderful nothing place. wrong with that. Uh, dude, uh, this place I paid for two new-to-me uh, new cars. Uh, I went on an international vacation. And I also paid for an entire wedding. Yeah. And it helped set me up to buy my own house. Exactly. So uh, there is absolutely. You got got all that done and out of the way. Fucking figure out what you want to do. Yeah, seven years. That's how long I worked there. Like, this is what we're kind of seeing here. Like, this could be, you know, not just a side gig, if you will, but like, we could do something with this. And that's our aim, I think, is to entertain people yeah we know mostly at the beginning it's going to be our friends and family yeah i mean we're sending out testings to love them. to you love so much love thank you <laughs> um you know we're at the point where we don't even know if our voices are going to sound good on recordings oh, or God, if they're yeah. just going to irritate people <laughs> so we we're actually at this point in our lives where we can do something like this mm-hmm. where i think we have enough experience and we have enough um Gumption, go get her. Exactly. I mean, I just completely switched careers, what, eight months ago? Yeah. Into something I've never been in, never done. Thank you. Thank you for getting me hooked up with this. Um, you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's actually something I'm fairly good at. So <sighs> since this pandemic, I've been working from home. And it's really looking like it's going to become a permanent thing. Yeah. I like social interaction. I like being in an office, like being with people. Yeah. So I think since that's not really an option for me right now, I think that's where this podcast kind of comes in. Yeah. It gives me that social interaction. It gives me, even even if we're just doing a Zoom call. Yeah. You know, we're still having that and it gives, you know, I want to freaking research and I want to, you know, look up things and and teach you and teach other people. So I can completely relate. Yeah. During the pandemic, as an educator, I helped create a uh, online curriculum for hair, and uh, that's just uh, those uh, people who, you know, were educators during uh, the pandemic or you know the shutdowns God that we had. You. God bless. God bless you. And the people who still continue to create online content and run Zoom classes, 
Uh, it's not easy. You have to be, you're accessible. You cannot be compensated for the amount of work that you do. Right. Uh, because There's you do no work. Way. I mean, I <laughs> answered emails at 1130 at night. Yeah. You know, and it's because I care. Of course. And, uh, you know, I, this But that podcast, a lot. Yeah, it does. But leaving that behind, like, I, it just, you know, I miss my students every day and I miss teaching. So this podcast, like, fills that void. Like, exactly. I can still educate and teach and, uh, but, you know, so still, you I'm all, still quirky as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. And you all are now feeling, <laughs> filling voids for us. So, you know, phrasing. But it's <laughs> what you're doing. Phrasing. Phrasing. All right. So, so I'm going to teach you about. Cannot wait. Your scalp, your hair, your Perfect. hair health, and I'm going to teach you how you can figure out what type, get this shit, I'm going to teach you what okay. you, she's pointing at me, <laughs> I'm going to teach you what to look for in different types of tests, uh, like different little hair tests that we're going to do. Like DIY at home. Yes. How perfect. you can find out what type of shampoo and conditioner or hair treatment that would most benefit you. Perfect. So if you're like, I think my hair is dry, I'm going to teach you how to do a test to show you if your hair is dry, if it's n okay. not dry, if it's weak, if it needs protein, if it if needs it's moisture. processed with color. Exactly. I have been her guinea pig uh, for hair since <laughs> I started. I was about, when did you start? Nine, uh, 19 18, 19. Okay. So, and at 20 years old, she found my first gray hair. Yeah, girl. And she pulled it out, and I blame her for the... They all popped up. Yeah, they and just... It's expanded, sprouted. yeah. So, I know a little bit about hair, but basically just what she tells me to do. <laughs> yes. Just so you know. I'm like, use these things at this frequency. And I do See it. me. I mean, I was doing... See me in four months. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you're all at home during this pandemic... Yeah. And maybe you don't feel comfortable going out, like, to, you know, the store as much. We can tell you maybe products you can find online. Yeah. Okay. All or right. Or different ways um, to purchase them. Um, and, and what you need. Now yeah. you know what you You'll need somebody to tell you. You can figure it out yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, and I think I'll do one about, like, home hair color, too. Yes. I, that can be its own yes. whole motherfucking deal. Yes. Because I got info for you. So, okay, right. I'm going to teach you about your scalp first, like okay. where your hair comes from. Okay. So, um, the hair root is pretty much where it all starts. So, this is the part of the hair that's located beneath the surface, okay? So, you cannot see the hair root but if most I of the time. pull out my hair, can I see my hair root? Okay. Yes. If you pull that out... You can We're see not going to do that right now, but no, no, we'll, no. we'll keep y'all posted. So, the hair shaft is what <laughs> you see. <laughs> it's what Sorry, you we're see. also 12 years old. <laughs> so, tell me more about the shaft. So, uh, the shaft is what you can see. Okay. Okay. So, um, the follicle is the pore-like area, the tubular-like area that you see. Okay. And it kind like, it's like a sheath. For a sword. So the hair shaft goes inside of the follicle. Oh. Okay? So, like... So it's like an uncircumcised penis. 
Yes. No, it's no. like like the hair shaft would be a, the actual shaft. Okay. And the follicle is like the vagina, the hair vagina. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So inside of the follicle lives uh, a lot of different things. Ew, why is there something living in my hair? Uh, well, um, you have blood flow that goes to each individual follicle. Each individual hair shaft gets its own supply of blood flow, and huh. that's called the dermal papilla. Okay. And the hair bulb is like this little claw-like structure, and it goes around the dermal papilla and helps spread the nourishment. Okay. Okay. okay, so it starts, it's just like the roots of a plant. Well, I guess that makes sense. I never really thought, like, you know, you take vitamins for your hair. Mm-hmm. I never really thought, like, how it actually helped the hair. Yeah, your hair is fed by blood flow. Okay. So, right. in, so what you eat, what you put into your body, yeah. goes to your hair. Yeah. Which explains why they can drug test your hair. And it's really, yes. Really, really, really good it's it. like, um, in a bastardized analogy, would be the rings of a tree. Okay. Yep, it sticks around for a long time. All right. All right. So, i.e. shaving your head. Which, <laughs> by the way, don't test people's hair. That's just rude. Rude. You don't need to know what they did. You don't need. Ago. You don't. No. Stay the fuck out of my bed. Right. Damn, just Kevin. Stay out of my hair. <laughs> That's so, what your mother meant. Um, beep, 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 beep. Let's see. So, um... Uh, there are a couple of different structures that live and work on, uh, live on the follicle and work with the follicle. Um, two of the most common ones that you will know of is your erector pili muscle. This is the involuntary the muscle. Erector pili muscle. And it does exactly that. Uh, it's already. an involuntary muscle. It's your goosebump muscle. So when you get chills or goosebumps and your hair stands on end, that is your involuntary muscle, your erector pili. Now I'm going to remember that. Yeah, it's what gives it chicken skin. Okay. And then the sebaceous. So you got some of that in your hair. It's a muscle underneath. So that makes sense because like when you get like goosebumps, you feel sometimes like your hair kind of tightening. Yes, it's it's an involuntary tiny, tiny, tiny little muscles because each of these follicles have one. Yeah, and it's also on your arms and your legs. That yeah, that's terminal hair. So what's on our uh, heads and on our arms, our body hair. Is terminal hair, and then there's vellus hair, which is like peach fuzz, oh. like babies and yep. whatnot. Okay, vellus or lanugo, like what you get, like yeah, yeah girl, the, the downy yeah. hair. Okay, yep, yep. So then there's also next to the erector pili muscle is your sebaceous glands. Your sebaceous glands, names. I, they are I your sebaceous glands produce sebum. Quick sidebar. So sorry, stole that. Quick note. Um, <laughs> when I was first starting out as a junior instructor wow. in my uh, educator training, I had already been doing hair for seven years, right. and I had already, you know, taught different classes about haircutting. So this was my first time that I was actually teaching a full size class, gotcha. and there were twenty sixteen year olds. Ugh. Yep, and um. I was telling them about this, and I was talking to them about the sebaceous gland and what the sebaceous gland secretes. Uh, A lot of people, it's your oil. 
when you're okay. get an oily scalp, oily face, yeah, that's your sebaceous gland producing sebum. Yes. So you said semen. Sure, fucking did. Yeah. Sure did. Only one child recognized what I had said, but oh. after I, this kid goes, <gasps> sucked up all the good air in the classroom and pointed at me and just started laughing, and all the other kids were like. Oh my god, they realized what no. I had said. Yeah, I've had to send them on a 15 minute break. Just get out of my Yeah, head. man. Just but uh, they were so much fun. It was so funny. But I was just like, mother fucker. Anyone. <laughs> Any normal person is going to say that. Yes. Oh my god. All right. So moving on. Moving on. So that's Away the structure. The moving on from the semen. Uh, so your sebaceous gland produces sebum. Okay. So. The production of this sebum can change and fluctuate. So if you okay. if you have oily hair or you have an oily face, you can train it with the helps of different products and different uh, hair care scalp routines and skin routines. You can help change the basically the pH of your face. Okay. So, um, that means that you wouldn't produce as much sebum. You're so cute. Sorry, my cat is being really cute. One of my cats is being really cute. Laying on my notebook. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're being very helpful, Bubba. Uh, so. He's going to be our new assistant. Yes. Take notes for us. Mick, take note. Mick. Uh, so. A butler. A butler. Uh, so. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, there we go. Uh. If you want to train your scalp to produce less oil, okay. you have, in my experience, you have to let your hair, let your uh, sebum collect. You need to, yes, you got to live with this uh, oily scalp yeah. for a few weeks. Oh. If you want to try to push not having to wash your hair as much. Oh. my uh, And it also depends on your scalp health and your scalp type. True. So if you have a dry scalp, I don't wash my hair for five to seven days at a time. And I also I have fantasy colors. Every day. Every day. Because I have very oily hair. And yeah. If I go, if I don't do it, then it's just going to be oily. Yeah. And if my, if I washed my curly hair, my curly pre-lightened fantasy color hair. <laughs> um, right now I have half and half hair on my left side. I have orange. I have a natural root mount. Um, and then I have uh, orange and on my right side I have yellow. Yes. So, and Kaylee's hair is the most beautiful shade of like deep purple amethyst. Um, uh, yeah, free I plug. Love- like we're not... Yeah, we're sponsored not sponsored by, him, by but... anybody, but I use Madison Reed, and it is the shit. And as a professional hairstylist, was... Kaylee's hair has never been more healthy when it's been colored. And I, and she's I did been her hair. My hair. I, I did her hair for eons, millennia, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So no, as an at-home hair care yeah. color, like I. I've looked at their website and all their information available. I can't find any, like, any fault of it. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful program. And it is 
always an option. Like, that's so wonderful. And it can also help you keep your, you know, if you have, like, a balayage or grown-out, you know, hand-painting of any sort, an ombre, it could definitely help you extend the life of that style until you can get back into the salon. And it covers your grace. Absolutely. And, ah, yeah, anyway. Anyway. All right, here we go. So. So, I'm going to talk to you about pH. Yes. Okay? Because we can also talk about sebum with pH, okay? Uh, or your oiliness. So, nat- your natural pH lives from a 4.5 to a 5.5 on the pH scale. If you didn't know with the pH scale, it is a logarithmic scale, okay? So, it increases tenfold each time you move up. Okay. It is the acidity and the alkalinity of a substance. The substance must contain water. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, zero to six point nine is acidic, and then uh, um, seven point one to fourteen is alkaline. Okay? okay. So seven is neutral. That is distilled water. If we think oh. about it. Okay? okay. Water, distilled water, nice plain water. Okay. Um, so naturally, we sit on the acidic side of things. I mean, I am a little acidy sometimes. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel that. A little sour. Mm -hmm. I get you. Just a little bit here and there. So, um, when we move, when we use product in our hair or on our face, these products are more alkaline-based. Okay. So, if anything you use is above a 4.5 to a 5.5, you are gradually getting more alkaline. Okay. Okay. So what alkaline type things do, they have the tendency to remove moisture. Okay. 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 Um, especially in the beauty product world. Okay. Okay. So, um, or, you know, a hair care product. So like a shampoo, a shampoo is going to be a lot more alkaline because we want to... So I got ahead of myself. <laughs> so I got ahead of myself. Um, we want to be able to manipulate the hair structure. Okay. Here's the hair structure. I got to tell you about this. Each individual hair has up two to three parts to it. Okay. Okay. Not every single hair will have the third part. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, the out outermost layer of your hair what you see as fuzzy sometimes when it's like humid outside and it's kind of frizzy yes fuzzy this is the layer i'm talking about okay this is cuticle that's your cuticle um fine medium and coarse are ways to describe how the actual hair strand feels okay okay so if you have fine hair and you take one hair and you roll it in between your fingers like you're playing the world's smallest violin okay you're going to roll, roll, roll. If you feel nothing, you have fine hair. Okay. If you roll um, medium hair in between your fingers, you're going to feel a little something. It's almost going to feel like um, kind of like a little bit of cotton in between your fingers. Just a little bit of something, something. Like you're like, what is on my Okay. Coarse hair is like sewing thread. You can feel that you are rolling something in between your fingers. Okay. Okay. So coarse hair mm-hmm. has more cuticle layers. Fine hair has less cuticle layers. Okay. 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 So 
depending on how many layers of cuticle you have, sometimes depends on how alkaline a substance needs to be. So let's say that we are trying to get chlorine out of someone's hair. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. So as a natural blonde myself and my sister as well as kids, our hair turned green all the time during the summer. Her sister was platinum. Yes, platinum. And uh, so our hair would turn green all the time because our hair uh, would soak up this water. And this water, when mixed with our yellow pigment of our hair, would turn green because Mm -hmm. the chemical itself... uh, apparently oxidized as blue. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, if we wanted to remove that, we need something to help open up the layers of our hair, the cuticle. Mm -hmm. Because once we open up the cuticle, inside of the cuticle lives the cortex. The cortex is what holds on to all of your moisture, your protein, your actual natural hair okay. color. Like opening up your pores. Is, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to get it out, you got to open it up. Exactly. To Perfect. get it out, to change it, you got to open up the cuticle. Okay. So like I said, your protein, your moisture, the, your natural hair color. If you have lightened your hair, you have removed the melanin from that area. But also, you have removed the moisture and the protein. Yeah. Yeah. So then if you, you know, put another hair color on, the hair color will live inside the cortex as long as you open that cuticle. Okay. Okay. All right. And then there's one more part called the medulla in hair. We do not use the medulla. It's full of air pockets and a little extra protein. So it's just kind of useless. Yeah. Most of the time, fine hair lacks a medulla. Okay. So that's also what adds to the um, small structure of fine hair. Why the why fine hair would be fuller? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Coarse right. hair most of the time has a medulla. Lat. Oh yeah, you have no medulla, my dear. No, no. no medulla longata for you. No, for oblongata. That's Ablongata. what it is. <laughs> okay. None. Okay. Okay. So, if we want to get that chlorine out of the hair, yes. we need to use a product that is far above my natural 4.5 to 5.5. Okay. So I'm going to use like a clarifying shampoo. That's what it's commonly known as. Yes. Okay. Clarifying shampoos come in multiple different uh, pHs. Now, is this generally known to the public? Nope. No. No. Nope. Is it going to, are you going to be able to look up the pH of a product? Possibly, Maybe. but with with this knowledge, you'll be able to discern if this product is going to be right for you. Right. So if you're trying to remove something, or let's say um, my husband, he was a mechanic for a long time, so he would come home covered in oil. So yeah. he needed a really mild clarifying shampoo to use a damn near daily. Yes. So, you know, with the knowledge that I have. Even though he didn't have color in his hair. Exactly. Still, his hair is going to absorb. Yes. Okay. Using these tests that I'm going to tell you about, Perfect. I was able to determine, oh, well, he needs this kind of product. Okay. Okay. So, if I'm getting chlorine out, I need something a little bit more uh, acidic. Nope, I'm so sorry. Need something more alkaline, and it's going to help pull that chemical out. It's going to allow that warm water to mm-hmm. go inside and help kind of flush right. out. Give it a rinse. Exactly. Okay. And then, um, if you've ever experienced this in the shower, you're shampooing your hair, and you're like, oh my God, my hair feels like shit. 
like when after you're done shampooing it and you're like oh my god it's so dry it feels so like yes uh, it's because that product is so alkaline your um cuticle is open it's a bit frayed like an umbrella okay. or like a christmas tree that's a better uh analogy okay. like a christmas tree it has little <laughs> Gotcha. I'm so sorry. I know that this is not a visual element. I wish you could see her movements right now. <laughs> guys, it's bad. Guys, you know why she was a teacher. Yes. So then a conditioner. Correct. Um, what a conditioner does is it helps soothe the cuticle back down so it's smooth because it has a lower pH than your shampoo. Okay. 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 So what a conditioner does is it helps smooth it back down more towards your natural pH. That's why it feels so sulky, uh, sulky, silky, soft, and smooth. I, mean, I think I tried to like sulky a little sulky. Yeah, but it's just pouting. It's, it's just pouting. <laughs> so it's gonna feel nice and smooth afterwards. Correct. Okay, and it also helps lock in the moisture and the nutrients that your shampoo provides. Okay. Your right. shampoo is nutrient-packed, okay? A lot of times conditioners do have uh, really good stuff in them, mm-hmm. but they can be diluted because of the different emollients and uh, lipids inside of there. So the uh, fats, the oils, mm-hmm. that, you know, the good, good stuff that makes your mm-hmm. hair feel soft, okay? So I'm going to now tell you about... Um, our hair analysis. So how I, this is a test that you can do to find out if you have thick hair, if you have thin hair, if your hair is lacking protein, if your hair is lacking moisture. And one test will tell me all of this? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do a couple of different things, but it's like all one test. Perfect. And then we're going to figure out what type of hair you have, five medium, of course. Okay. Okay? So you're going to need one hair. So take your hair down and, like, just go through. Here, I'll do it with you. Um. Oh, hey, one came out in my ponytail. Yep. One. Usually, it's Perfect. not too bad. Yep, okay. it's got a root on it. Great, great, right. great. So, um, there is one test that we would need water for, and I didn't think about it. But that is, yeah, that's fine. You're so funny. Perfect. Okay. So the first step. That's just disgusting. I'm sorry for that visual, but it's literally a cup with just like watered down ice. Don't tell them. It's just ice. And it has like a coffee back to it. Okay. So you do need a cup of water. Um, It's best if the cup is translucent so you can see through it, okay? And just a one strand of your hair. You don't have to pull it out, but if that's what it comes to, that's what it comes to. So hang on to your hair, okay? So the first thing that we're going to address is the texture of our hair. So we're going to roll our hair in between our fingers, okay? My hair is coarse, where it has been lightened, like where my hair is bleached. If I say lightened, I mean bleached. Yeah. How does feel, yours feel? I don't feel anything. Don't feel anything? Yeah. yeah. You have a fine hair. Okay? Fine. You have fine hair. So now, um, uh, <laughs> we don't really need a single hair to determine this, but we need to determine our density. So density is defined as um, your hair per square inch. So how many trees are in your forest? So your scalp is a forest. How many trees are in there? Okay. Can you see the ground 
like, can you see, like, the forest ground? For okay. me, you cannot see my scalp when I hold my hair up. Well, I feel like you can see mine. You can see yours just okay. a little bit. So you have an average density, what I would say, a medium uh-huh. density, pretty average. I have a high density of hair. You have a shit ton of hair. Yeah, yes. I have a shit ton of hair. So um, you could also have low uh, density. Okay. So if you can see your scalp pretty well, got a little dip. Okay. So now comes the experiment. We need our water. Um, it is best if it is room temperature or warm because warm water is going to coax open your, uh, it's going to coax open your, um, cuticle a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. So I want you to go ahead and put your hair in the water and just kind of poke it down a little bit. So, what we are looking for right now is the porosity of the hair. What that means is uh, porosity is um, the ability for your hair to absorb moisture and retain it. Okay. So, if your hair is super dry, it's going to suck all that up and your hair is going to start to sink so you need it to float inside of your water perfect so put it all the way down so if your hair floats near the surface or at least a part of the strand floats near the surface that means it has a low porosity so your cuticle scales like your different layers of cuticle are pretty closed there they're pretty tight so it's not allowing too much moisture in or uh out in or out without a chemical making it yes okay exactly so if your hair um partially floats partially sinks but it doesn't hit the bottom Mm -hmm. that's what we would call normal porosity those are our people who have you know are chemically dependent as i like to say um they uh, really depend they like to color their hair they use um heat on their hair maybe they don't use heat protectant yeah they're kind of mean to their hair yeah Um, but that's normal i mean we all do it i i you know mask my hair and use a leave-in condition every so often absolutely I'll beat it all to hell. Exactly. Not like I do, yeah. Right. I mean... You just use the occasional hair color. Yes. I feel like most people actually, you know... Yeah, they don't go to the extreme. Yes, they Mm. don't know the extreme of what products and and shit can do to their hair. Yes. You don't know the damage that you can do. Oh, my God. And there's so much you can do. Irreparable. Be nice to your hair. Oh, yeah. It's nice to you. I've... um, I had to cut about a good... Yeah. 12 inches off of my hair because of a, just a little baby blunder, a, a, t- a learning moment, man. And yes. it happens. And it happens. Happens. So. It happens. Um, so if your hair is kind of wiggling right there from top to middle, that's great. Now, if that whole hair strand sinks okay. or if you have, you know, part of it, it's floating very well. Most of it's at the bottom. And the then bottom. most of it's at the bottom. That's my hair. I have a high porosity. That means that I am sucking in every bit of moisture that it can. Okay. So it means that it's a little deficient. 
and moisture. All right, all right. So, so it, it's she a, a thirsty bitch. She a thirsty is bitch. what I'm trying is to say to perfect. you. Perfect. Okay. Okay. She I a thirsty trying to, bitch. Trying to get there. Go. So if your hair um, is sinking near the bottom, any part of that, that means that you need to provide more moisture for your hair. Okay. So you would want to be looking for a shampoo that has moisture in it. Okay. Okay. Not just your conditioner. Not just your conditioner. Okay. Not just your conditioner. Your shampoo is very good at delivering the nutrients to your hair. Okay. Uh, so, um, I think of conditioner as the cherry on top. It's absolutely necessary to me because I fucking love maraschino cherries. Girl. They're the best. Yes. Uh, but it is. It's still necessary. It's right. wonderful. It makes sure that the rest of the treat is perfect. Like, right. yeah, man, it starts it off. Like, well, in this case, it ends it, but... It ends it, but any yes. Hizzles. So, um, you will need moisture. Need to focus on that. If okay. you have hair that, you know, floats, kind of, you know, wiggles in the middle, um, you can focus on other things with, like, a moisture back. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, maybe you can provide moisture in a uh, styling aid. So, something that you put in your hair after the shower. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a spray. Like a moisture leave spray, a leave-in conditioner okay. is a perfect example of that. Right. So, I do love what I, the one I use. Girl, like, yes. So, uh, now we're going to take that hair, the same hair that you put in there, okay. we're going to take that out, fish it out, and we're going to test how strong your hair is. All right, so All right. Here we go. what you're going to do is we're going to hold that hair strand. Okay. Okay? And uh, I want you to wrap a little bit of it, like, floss around your fingers, okay? I've done that before. Yeah. So, oh, perfect. So, what we're going to do is wrap that just a little bit, kind of, or you can just pinch it really well. And you're going to, I like to start at the hair, like, root area where we see that little uh -huh. boof, the little ball right there. And I'm going to <clears throat> gently pull. Uh -huh. And I'm going to add a little bit of tension to it. Mm -mm. Okay. Just a little, like, belt snap. Uh -uh. Gotcha. And I'm going to work my way, inch my way down my hair strand. And I am testing the elasticity of my hair right now. Uh, so what I'm doing is checking to see how strong it is. If it can stretch and return without snapping. Okay. Now, if like any, a rubber band. Like a rubber band, yeah. So if at any point my hair breaks, uh -huh. that is the area that is, uh, it is not structurally sound. I don't have enough protein in my hair. Okay. Now, a lot of people have moisture and protein deficiency, especially if you lighten your hair. So, sometimes you need to like use... Like, your root, like, towards the scalp is going to be a little more healthy yep. than the ends, which is why we trim our hair, Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't do it yourself, though. Yeah. Don't do that. No. no. You don't want to be on Brad Mondo, even though... Oh, God. Hours. Lost hours of productivity to Brad Mondo. God bless him. All right. Uh, so, um, if your hair snaps at any point... Uh, that is your elasticity. What that's telling you is that your hair is lacking protein or it could be structurally compromised. So like my hair, it's been lightened multiple times. Uh, I use heat. 
I have less cuticle you ends. You do yeah, I do it all. Really? But I also use a lot of hair products to yes. make sure that you I can continue doing it all. You should see her shower. I love coming over here to shower because I always get to use all kinds of fun stuff. Heck yeah. So, <laughs> I'm back to the gills. Um, Whatever you need. Yes. So, using those uh, different tests, so doing your porosity test, and you can find these videos online. Um, I'm pretty sure that Brad Mondo does one. Not like not to like just like only point him I mean, out, again, but there are we multiple. Are not, like, we're not sponsored by We're not sponsored by anybody, but Brad Mondo, if you want to reach out. Girl, you're lovely. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of warm water, mm-hmm. one hair, and mm-hmm. you can find out if your hair needs moisture. Okay. And then fishing that same hair out and by stretching it slightly in different areas of that hair strand, no matter how long it is, uh, you need three inches is the best way is at the, the men for this test. Oh, so you can I get a big tug. a little more than three inches. But, um, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Three inches will do in this case, Kaylee. <laughs> so, so, three inches will do in this case. Oh, my God. It's the only time you'll ever hear me say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you're going to stretch it. <laughs> and then if it breaks, you also need a little bit of protein. Now, make sure uh, you uh, read the products. I highly, highly, highly recommend as a professional stylist that you go and you support these salons. Um, I am a huge fan of Paul Mitchell. Uh, their product line is vast and very yes. inclusive. Yes. Uh, so, one, and they're pretty affordable to be there's honest. There's one product that if I treat myself I will buy it, and it makes my hair feel like absolute silk. Oh, yes. It is. I, I can't stop touching it after using it. Oh. it may, ugh, love, I love it. Love. But, yeah. And they have pet, and they have pet products. They do. They have pet products. I love Cru- that they have pet Their products. entire line is cruelty-free, and they also have uh, multiple vegan products, and uh, yes. uh, just there are so many benefits. Like paraben-free, too. Oh, yeah. They have a lot so, of sulfate-free things. Yes. Um, and all of their um, allergen, all of their allergen uh, information is available on their website. Perfect. So, uh, just yes, do some support, research. Go support your lo- local, local salons. salons. You know, if you don't feel quite comfortable getting your hair done yet, I understand. Absolutely. Most of, I mean, everyone has masks on and, um, but go buy your products. Keep yep. your hair healthy or when all of this, I feel like we keep saying that, but yeah. when all of this is over and you do go back, they're not going to have to chop off seven inches of your hair because it's fried. Absolutely. So take care of it. Take care of yourself. And how good do you feel? When, like, you run your hands through your hair. Uh, and it's silky smooth. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I, yesterday was my hair washing day, and, like, I washed my hair, and I bl- did a full blowout on myself, and, Aww. like, it was just so silky, and I was just, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah, and it's this a little confidence booster. Like, I'm not, I'm not at the office, but I still color my hair. Absolutely. Because. Gotta I'm, maintain a sense of normalcy. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And it gives you that little. That little boost, a little boost of confidence. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that does it. Pretty much wrapped you up. Well, good job. Well, thanks. Great job. Thanks. I feel like we are all a little bit smarter. Yeah. With our hair. And this cat is absolutely adorable. Uh, Mick is now pawing at a pen that, yeah, he's just he, being a little he's laying on demon baby. Demon angel baby. Pen, so demon angel yeah. baby. Yeah. All right. Well... 
This has been... Wait, we need to do our products. Oh, yeah. So, along with... Let's pause it real okay. quick, and then we'll do that. Um... All right, y'all, you have come to our very special portion of the show um, by Kaylee and Cassie. It is called Get That Shit, where we record and read to each other different products that we found. Uh, they may be useless, they may be pointless, but they're fucking interesting. So, uh, again, we're not sponsored by Amazon or any of these products that we are finding. Nope. It is literally shit that pops out to us online. And we're like, oh my god, either you need it, or you know somebody who needs it, or it's just fucking weird. We're going to tell you about it. Yes. It's not going to be a very long section. What I found are deep, moisturizing, rich snail masks. No. <laughs> yes. No. They are $17 no. for a pack of 10 on Amazon. <laughs> are they snail? Okay. Like, what are they? And just picture... A snail. Is it 10 snails? I don't think so. And it doesn't say cruelty free either, so I'm a little concerned about our snails. I do not know how many snails were harmed in the making of these masks. They are cotton sheet masks that are made with snail mucin, collagen, elastin, and glycolic acid to provide a heavy dose of moisture to dry skin. It is great for most skin types and keeps the skin feeling hydrated and firm. I wonder what the pH of it is. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. So, it, how can you... And there's a snail on the package. No. So can I see it? Yes, of course you can see it. No. I hate this. Oh, no. Do they milk it? How do you milk a snail? I don't know how you milk a snail. Or do they just like run, like put them down on the sheets? On these cotton sheets. Oh my God. And then just have snail races across it. They just it. wipe the snails. Uh, I hate that so much. I hate it too. Okay, what's the name of it again? So it if you want to take a look at it. If you want to take a look or you feel the need to have snail on your face. Oh my God. Yes, if you get it, you have to tell us. Yes, if you get it, you have to write in. We will provide more information on where you can write in shortly. But you have to write in and tell us. These are called Deep Moisturizing Rich Snail Masks. $17, pack of 10, which is a deal. I mean, I that's feel, a by the way. Deal. Uh, on Amazon. I love it. All um, right, so if you uh, get that shit, if let you us know. get that shit, we have to know about this. Um, yes. Thank you all for listening. Um, again, this is our first episode. We're giving a shot. And we hope to have more for you in the future. Bye. Bye. Howdy, it's Cassie with Get This Shit with Kaylee and myself, Cassie. Um, uh, if you guys want to... Uh, Write in, give us a shout out. Yeah. Tell us if you've tested any of these crazy ass products. Crazy tried. products. Anything that you guys think that... W- we should cover or people yeah, should know about. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hit us with your suggestions. Uh, you can get us uh, with our email at GTS with Kaylee, K A L I E, and Cassie, C A S S I E. Again, GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye. Bye.